Hey, welcome everybody. I'm happy to be out finally. Um, yes, um, Keely has dropped all the charges on the alleged assault that occurred a couple weeks ago. If you want to hear more about that, you can check out our Gamer podcast last week, the Game Awards Celebration Show. Uh, I'm your host, Andy, and I'm joined by, uh, I was about to say four, but actually only three other hosts, John Flask and Greg, with Vito mysteriously absent. Again. Italy called to him and he could not. Italy say no. calls and like a gargoyle, he just flaps his little wings back to Italy. He says, Yes, Italy, yes. Yeah, just, just like a gargoyle, he flaps his wings in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> to adorn Ew. one of their many cathedrals. Wow, what an episode. What an episode we're gonna have tonight. Um it's my first round table fa- fashioned episode in a few wa- few weeks. So yeah. I say a few whiles. Obviously, I'm still working on the uh, voice kinks and getting all this brain chip. The brain chip. The brain chip. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, we had a great episode. A couple episodes we matched into one, the nearly four hours of us uh, waxing on about the Game Awards show. Had a lot of fun doing that, of course. We talked about our predictions and then analyzed what won and the major releases there. So um, if any of that's interesting to you, check it out. On your podcast feed. Not a moment of downtime in that one. That was good. Uh, also, recent YouTube updates. Check out Flask and I's continual playthrough of Silent Hill 4, which we'll talk a little bit more about later on. Uh, as well, Flask and Greg, you guys recently finished a couple quick games, right? You finished uh, Choo Choo Charles. And what was the Hollow Live Horror game called? It was Hollow Live Error. Error. Hollow Live Error. That was a fun stream, and I don't know if that's yet available on YouTube, but it will be soon. It uh, oh yeah, if it's, it it's isn't. Out it's oh, it's is out it? now. Great. Yep. Cool. Thank you, Flask, for diligently doing all that work. Of course. Yeah, Greg so finished both producer. games. <laughs> he finished both games in one for like three plus hours. Yeah, stream. I I couldn't. I didn't think it was uh, uh the Hollow Live one was going to be like just an hour. I was like, oh, okay. I'm Rachel, not gonna lie, I got to experience more. that as a viewer might have, and you know, you finished the Hall Life one, and I was like, God, that was maybe the best stream I've ever seen. And I'm so <laughs> I'm just so damn broke up that there's not more. Nothing. And then what did you guys this, do? Consummate professionals. You gave us more. You gave the viewers what they needed, and that was a little bit of choo choo Charles. Yeah. For that I appreciate it. Good job, Greg. No, good job to you. Uh, as always, of course, quickly email us. As in, quickly email us. Brokencamper at gmail.com. Do it now. Shit. Now. Now. Or maybe you were born after the year uh, 1984 and email isn't quite your thing. So why don't you go ahead and send us a Twitter? I, I know you Zoomer kids like that. Um, and I actually, and I just caught myself. I did say Twitter this time, not Twitch. That's at Broken Campfire. Whereas our Twitch is Twitch TV slash Broken Campfire. But you know what? Fuck. I'm tired of talking business. I want to talk some goddamn video games. <laughs> Pleasure. I'm sure Flask, as our first round table tonight, has nothing but video games to talk about. So, Flask, <laughs> why don't you give me the gift, the Christmas gift? of what you have been enjoying these last few weeks. All right. I didn't wrap it. Is that okay? Mm, well, 
I mean, we're already here, so like, I'm not going to say no. Right. Yeah. You can't really like refuse. It's still a gift. Like, to what you. am I going to do? Really say refuse. no yeah. and like make you go wrap it while we're. I, yeah. Actually, I'm going to say no and make you go wrap it while we're on pause for next 2030. All right. All right. Welcome back, everybody. All right, Flask. What do you got? <laughs> uh, I've mostly been reading books and, and like watching mo- some uh, movies. Or, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, oh, I, I, boy. I've been watching quite a few Christmas movies this year for some reason. I guess I've been in that mood. So yeah, I'm watching Christmas movies. I have no idea why you would be in a Christmas mood. Uh, humbug. It's nearing you know Christmas. I'm, Bruh, I'm feeling you, John. Let me jump on that humbug. Yeah. Um, but I'll, I'll only the only watch them I'll mention is is the one I went and saw in theaters. I saw a uh, Violence Night with David Harbour. Oh, okay. I've heard of this one. Was it good? Uh well, I liked him in the role. He's like a badass Santa. He has an emotional arc and everything like that. But well, it's actually not a bad watch for the season. But I'd say that it's very much half good, half bad. Uh, is it or like, um, straight horror or is it like horror no, comedy? No. Or? It is like John Wick for Christmas. That's the tone oh, okay. and content. So action horror. Or well, yeah. action Christmas, rather. Yeah. Um, Sort of a diehard. Real, real modern situation. day jingle all the ways. Yeah. Very very much in the vein of Die Hard or John Wick, something like that. Uh, hardcore jingle all the way, yes. Um, the 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 bad half that I'm describing is just kind of like uninspired, kind of half-hearted, generic stuff. Um, so not terrible, but like I'd I'd still say the movie is only good fifty percent of the time or so. <laughs> Half of the stuff in the movie is is entertaining. Um, so I probably never need to watch it again. But uh, that's mostly due to the bad fifty percent kind of dragging it down, being hard to connect with. And I feel they could have done more with it, but it's all right. It's all right for the season, you know. If you, it's worth watching once, you know, that's that kind of movie. Okay, right. Violent right. Nights, and I like David. Violent Harper. Nights, more like, no thanks. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's for what I've been playing. Uh, oh, video games. Uh, yeah, vi- oh, actually, board games. Uh, Oh, jigsaw okay. puzzles, stuff like that. Okay. Christmas themed mm. jigsaw puzzle, mostly. Oh, Been really have, working uh, real hard on it. We have the uh, <sighs> Cro- Chrono Flask, who's like 800 years old and uh, does old man things. <laughs> right, right. Have you heard of the puzzle before? Every I love how Christmas my disappointment sense. just grew because, like you said, not video games, board games. And I love board games, so I wasn't all that disappointed. Then you <laughs> said, pu- like, what do you say? Jigsaw puzzle. Jigsaw puzzle. puzzle. Well, it just skyrocketed through the roof. <laughs> Christmas no, jigsaw uh, puzzles made, made me <laughs> want to end this episode. Yeah. Uh, jolly scenes of merriment and uh, what do you call it? Well, seasonal, you know, like like uh, trees. No, actually, I've been playing uh, Pokemon. <laughs> Uh, that's not a joke I've actually been playing Pokemon no Scarlet I, Violet? I played Pokemon Y because I got a why dude hey but hey, 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 but, but why why because man? I got a I actually haven't oh. played any new Pokemon games I was like I think that was from... the last decent one dude so you're good well 
Yeah, so I haven't played any new ones from Gen 6 on, which that was the Pokemon X and Y generation. Um, and that's about 10 years since those now, 2013. So I'm picking up from there, sort of, and I'll f- I figure I'll work my way up to the newest ones on the Switch. Because they're good, you know, no. casual comfort oh. games to play. No, no, no. Oh. no. I'm not ending it. They're good. They're, they're what they are, for sure. I don't oh. disagree. But they're comfort I'll games. They're, you, you play them around other games. I was like, know? Sun and Moon, I feel they were very boring. Uh, they broke me, dude. I, yeah, I John, they broke. It. I bought a Pokemon, every Pokemon game up until then. It um, broke me. I haven't bought one since. Sword and Shield, I think, was after that, which were the Switch ones. Uh, those uh-huh. were super uh, cutscene-filled and I think pretty lame. Uh, Scarlet Violet, I hear, is pretty good, especially with the patch uh, that they, they fixed a lot of the bugs. Mm-hmm. So I heard that's pretty decent. But really, the only one I recommend, or the one that I've played, Arceus. That, right, was, right. that one was pretty bustin'. I still want to work my way up to them because I can, as I said, I can play them around other games. You know, they're just casual, casual fare. Um, but as for, yeah, as for Y, uh, X and Y. Um, one thing that is obvious about them is that they they really were, the, the games really did get easier and easier as they went along. You know, they kind of like kept putting more training wheels on the experience. Um, I don't know if that's shifted back in, in later games, but up to that point, definitely um friendlier each time and i think that's best exemplified early on when they copy viridian forest from the first generation almost one-to-one except you have a team of friend characters in the forest with you who are like encouraging you and giving you more pokeballs along the way and literally you have one of them following you around healing you whenever you want um granted that's just an early early area so it's kind of a tutorial um, for the experience, but it's it's indicative of like these are these are for children, which is no nothing new. It's not news, obviously, but um, it's pretty funny. I feel like there's generally a lot more leeway to progression with the um. This is the generation that introduced the EXP share mechanic. You can just have EXP share turned on for all of your Pokemon on your team at all times, and everyone just gets experience. Granted, it takes away experience from the the one who was actually fighting, but that's okay, because it's still very, very effective. Um, and you also get experience from uh, caught Pokemon. So when you're fighting ones that you end up catching, unlike in earlier generations, you uh, still get experience for your Pokemon from that encounter. So stuff like that. I feel is is all geared towards making the experience even more casual. And again, I don't know if that's changed at all. I know they they kept like adding and taking away mechanics from these games and people are all like, "What are you doing, Game Freak?" You know, like I liked that mechanic, why'd you take that out? Or, you know, what's with this new thing that I don't even care about? Stuff like that. Um, so it remains to be seen for me. But uh, that's okay. It's Pokémon, you know. And it gets it gets fairly normal, challenging late game uh, for for the series. So surprisingly enough, the fact that you travel with essentially a friend group on the whole Pokemon journey sort of lends itself towards some some nice character moments that I hadn't really seen in the series before. Like, um, yeah, I can see that. Like, like my favorite part is constantly prodigiously deleting 
your main rival's Pokemon over and over again, battle after battle, all along your journey, sort of leads her to a to a crisis of self doubt that uh, she ends up getting stronger from. Um, so usually the rivals are either like uh, jerks, and then they kind of learn by the end, or they don't even really care about Pokemon battling. They're like, "Oh, that was fun." In this case, it's like she cares; she just loses unendingly to you all throughout your journey. And then so at the just, end like, is like, her? basically, she she just every time the battle ends, and I've just erased her entire team one after another she has this very very <laughs> crushingly sad look upon her face that i'm like damn girl are you okay yeah, what she think was gonna happen uh, why do we keep doing this battles <laughs> yeah do do you do you want to keep fighting me because i'll keep killing you yeah yeah um, that archetype is really only fun if the rival is actually just for whatever reason, just better than you. you yeah, know I mean, yeah. So like or is like a face, jerk like Gary. And he's also better, right? Yeah. Or I mean, the best rival is still Gold and Silver is uh, Silver essentially, um, who is like a thief who had like a a sad backstory and then sort of learns to be a person over the course of the game by encountering you. Um. So More yeah, there's Gary a little bit of an arc. What'd you say? And more of a Gary guy. Right. I well, I like Gary. Gary's classic. Yeah, too bad he got pushed into a fire by uh Ash on that mountain lava pit. Come on, it's a burned man, dude. (laughs) Stronger than ever. So yeah, uh there's like arcs and like the other um kids in your friend group sort of find who they want to be along the way. Uh while you're out crushing every gym and then playing national hero on the side so it's a different tone than being alone uh in the rest of the generations that i've played and i I can dig it they don't deserve a medal at the end uh i did all the work saving the world but you know that's okay they were you know i don't i don't mind my friends getting medals they didn't do anything but i don't mind um yeah pokemon y it wasn't bad uh and i'm looking forward to seeing what the subsequent generations had in store Eventually, because again, All right. casual mess around experiences that I can do whenever. Yeah, we have a we have a Gary in our D and D campaign. And this kind oh, of yeah. similar vibe. We kill him. We, we beat his ass every time we've seen him. Hasn't always been you, easy. And then you smell him later. Yeah, basically. Well, that's me. That's all, that's all you got. Right. That's what I'm right. Some, right now. That ain't bad. You know, you also, I want to hear about books some books. You want to talk about? Well, I mean, what's what's the uh, most interesting book you've read this month? Oh, um, I I started reading a book and I haven't done that in a while. So, oh, okay. Uh, that's that's why I'm asking. Um, last month I read uh, The Secret History by Donna Tart. Uh, okay, and yeah. I and I over like between November and December I read uh, A Gentleman in Moscow. Um, okay. which was good. I liked that one. Uh, then I read All Quiet on the Western Front, which I had never read. I've seen uh, that's, the original movie. It was a great Yeah, movie. there's a bunch of adaptations, and I, I do want to yeah. watch the, the original movie, and the, there's other ones, too, obviously. The one, the one with... Actually, one. I feel like I've seen two of them. I think I saw the original, and I saw the one with Wilson, and I remember liking both. Wilson from with House. Wilson? I can't remember the, 
Wilson from Howl's. Oh, I can't remember. The, oh, the name. okay. Yeah, Dead Poets Society. He, yeah, okay. Yeah, he plays the. Uh, he plays the main character in one of, and I think the first adaptation since, or rather, sorry, I think in the remake of the adaptation, or however you want to say it. You know what I mean? Okay, the first, the first the, one from the '30s. Yeah, and then he, the okay. Yeah, I, I want to watch the movie, but that the book is like still World War One, so relevant. Movie, yes, yes. Yeah, it's an it's an account, uh, it's a fictionalized account of a German infantry soldier on the front lines of World War One, written um, by a French veteran of that war, which yeah. I think is important for context. Wait, isn't he German? I'm pretty sure the the author was French. Maybe I'm wrong. Huh. Maybe he was firm and I'm actually curious. Going right now. Eric yeah, Eric Remark. German. Yeah, okay. He was German. Oh. I was gonna say so, he's a German uh author who had the soldier experience, or at least some of the soldier experience, and then wrote For some reason I had sort it of stuck a, in my brain that he like wrote about the opposite side, but I guess I'm probably complaining of something else. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that you could mix it up with. But yeah, definitely sort of a I don't know if how semi autobiographical that is, how the how big that semi is, but definitely um, at least somewhat semi taking from yeah <laughs> taking from his experiences, and uh, still so relevant today. Like it has not aged; it's aged like wine. I should say it's it's no, aged I mean, the very whole, well. The whole the whole theme of it as a war book is um, humanizing the enemy. Like yes, uh, well, sorry, and I shouldn't say book because I've only seen the movie, but. You know, his first arc is about him kind of growing up and being indoctrinated as a patriot and the types of things he learned in Saul. And then mm-hmm. he has a lot of moments throughout the story where he is forced to reckon with the fact that the French people, whoever he's fighting, are just other people. Right. And, like, most of the book is not even about, like, who they're fighting. It's just about, like, how shitty being a soldier is and how they have no yeah. idea what the war is even about. And how this doesn't, it, nothing about this, like, makes any sense. It doesn't matter. And they're, like, sort of philosophizing in the trenches about how yeah. strange this entire situation is. And, and how death is so prevalent and, it's like, crushing. Yeah. And how you can never go back to civil, civilian life. He wrote a book uh, later about coming back to civilian life from the front lines. Uh, yeah, I from think it was war. called All Quiet on the Western Front, too. <laughs> the the journey it home. Was not, it was not called that, right? No, it's sick title though. <laughs> um, yeah, and about just like how, um, being a soldier just completely changes you, completely alters yeah. you, makes you, a, you know, not even a human anymore. No, I mean obviously <laughs> that's not the way I feel. I'm just saying like it uh, changes you. Yeah, no, fuck those guys, dude. <laughs> no you gotta feel sympathy for them for sure um and i like so i didn't realize that i guess i i just didn't think about it but of course like um you you learn growing up that like vietnam was the war where people really uh the civilian population really started to like learn about how the the true nature of war and how terrible it is and that's yeah. when sentiment really started to turn against war in general um but i mean this book was written in between the first the the two great wars you know the first two world wars 
and is just as like incisive as anything out there maybe the most you know it's it's such a classic mm-hmm. so this stuff has been around <laughs> this sentiment has been around for forever sure and it is timeless and we still haven't learned <laughs> still have not learned as a society anyway uh and then i <laughs> then i read the uh, the accidental time machine by joe haldeman which is a fun fun yeah, sort of we sci-fi still haven't learned. we still haven't learned about t- not making time machines it always gets you in trouble. Um, and currently I'm reading, uh, finally reading Revelation Space by Alistair Reynolds, uh, which I meant to read for a long time. I, I think I'm actually maybe done with Alistair Reynolds after this one. Um, I don't really care for his worldview of that, like, everyone is shitty, that everyone is, like, out for themselves. Just a little too cynical for you. A little too cynical for me. That's a good way to a put book, it. Like where a guy comes to the realization that space is real. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Aliens look, tell him, and he's like, what? Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. He, nobody knew until the aliens came down and were like, hey, right. you. <laughs> you ever heard Is about there a space? Chapter where, he, where he's in space and then looks down and also realizes the earth isn't flat? That the earth is real or fake? Is not well, flat. Space. Oh, not oh flat. my God. No, but I'm sure that's coming. I haven't finished the book yet spoilers so yeah uh that's what i've been like that's my been reading uh november december kind of stuff okay yeah so since you forced right. me to talk about books but that's that's my round table okay. books we all love Greg, them. What books Some have you do. been reading in the last uh week or so uh <laughs> well i guess technically a bunch of subs in one piece Whoa. God damn it. He snuck that, that in. He snuck it in. Uh, I'm on Security. episode 1032. I'm almost on, everybody. 30. Jeez. Oh, my God. Are you feeling the existential pressure begin to weigh down on your soul? No, I think I know what I'm going to watch next. Is 13. it One Piece again? Uh, I thought about just resetting One Piece and just letting it ride. That, yeah. yeah uh, but I'm probably going to watch like uh, Full Metal Alchemist. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, I don't yeah. know yet. I'll see. Are you going to watch uh, Full Metal Alchemist or are you going to watch Brotherhood? Brotherhood, that's the one I meant. What's your experience with that? Uh, Nothing. Okay, no experience. Okay. That's a good one. Uh, But yeah, so this was that. Uh, Like you said earlier, uh, me and Flask, we uh, sh- or we streamed the few, a few days ago. We played uh, two games, Hollow Live Error and uh, Choo Choo Charles. Yeah, we uh, did. Hollow Live Air was like uh it's like an hour long. It was an alright game. It was kinda of what uh I think Flask also said, like kinda of what we expected from that type of game where it's just like a a walking game and stuff kinda of happens around you. And that's made for streamer reaction. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like really it was just kinda of, I feel like most of it was just us walking very slowly. Uh and us going like, Oh hey, there's them and you know them. <laughs> And then there's that idol, and not really knowing what was going on. Uh, it did turn into Silent Hill 4, which was really weird. Uh, and yeah, you, you would have liked that. I feel like, like, we were uh basically just stuck in this this tiny little room, and every time we would go to the door, uh, we'd get like sent to this other like entire dimension or something. Very funny, the parallels were hot, yeah. Basically, we were just in, like, another room in Europe, in the Silent Hill 4 uh, apartment. 
Oh, yeah, we could have moved. I, a, sorry, I was I was on mute, but I was going to say I think I even posted it in the chat during that when that was happening that this gave me uh, Silent Hill vibes. It was yeah. really, it was uh it was funny. Could have uh, moved a cabinet aside and seen Henry through a people. There were uh there were some pretty decent uh parts I liked. Um, I got I got a few good spooks out of me. Uh, one that I vividly remember is there was like a painting that popped up, like a door open and a short of painting and closed, and it threw me off. And I was like, "What the hell is that?" And then this girl rips the door open and sprints toward you, and it scared the shit out of me. I was like, "What the <laughs> fuck?" There was that. There was like a door. Uh, someone... And she also she she was like twice as tall in that one moment. It was yeah, very strange. She was just this really tall ghost woman that just chased me, like got <laughs> ran up to me. I was like, "Oh my god!" Uh but yeah, it was it was all right. Uh, Choo Choo Charles, uh, which was the other game. It's a nice two-hour game. I've uh, I've played through it twice. I like played through it the night before. We played it on stream. Uh, I really like that game a lot. It's basically you just uh, you start the game and you're on an island and you get a train and you have to go around collecting scrap to upgrade your train. And there's like little mission, optional missions, uh, main missions you got to do, like which you got to collect eggs from like uh, these mines. And then there's uh, weapon missions that'll give you a new weapon. Uh, but basically, you do all those, collect scrap, upgrade your train, uh, all while a giant train spite monster spider uh, is lurking around the map trying to murder you and anything it finds. Yeah, the scope is limited and, you know, it's kind of like low budget, basically, but it's for what it is within that scope. It's very, like, competent and well-realized, I would say. I, like, like kind of I liked it play, a lot. That was, yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, I really like the train a lot. I just like riding on the track, getting off to go do something, and then you see the then you see Charles just cresting over the hill, and then he just beelines it to you, and you got to sprint back to your train. It was a uh, it was a blast. I'm surprised. I'm surprised that one isn't a Game Pass game. That seems like a game that would be on there. Yeah, I'm uh I'm not surprised. But it uh it's cool. It's cool. Uh, other games uh. I re-downloaded The Witcher 3, started playing that uh, with oh. the uh, the next-gen update. Uh, I gotta say, I got, I'm, I'm, in the, I'm in the tutorial area, I'm fighting the, uh, I like just got to, uh, what's it called, uh, the Noon... Griffith? No, the Noon, uh, Noon Wraith. Uh, really, oh, it's, okay, it's like yeah. a Noon Wraith and a well. Uh, it looks pretty good, I don't remember, uh... It's uh with the new update or the new next gen update or whatever the hell it's called. Uh the game looks really dang good. I mean it looked good, you know, originally, but this I was like, dang. Awesome. Uh I'm really not that far into it. I'm only like two hours in. But uh, they also changed the... uh, go ahead. Uh they changed gameplay stuff, right? Uh, if they have, I have not gotten to it yet. I really, I really don't have any gameplay stuff. All I have is my, like, my sword. I don't have, like, bombs I'm or crossbows sure they made... or any of that stuff. Okay. I'm pretty sure they did make quality of life improvements. Ooh, well, or at that's... least what they considered QOL. Uh, I had, I, I, I've had some FPS issues. I had to drop my things, my little stuff down. And then I had one crash that, uh, when I opened a door up, uh, and I went to go play, um, in the inn, what the hell, Gwent is that game, the card game? Gwent, yeah. 
Uh, yeah. This guy yeah. beat me so hard, he crashed my entire computer and just black screened me, my entire computer, and I had to restart. <laughs> so I was like, all right. One actually slaps pretty hard. I actually, I like I like one quite a bit. Yeah. Well, in, in the game, I don't, yeah. yeah. It's funny. I, I always loved it, playing it in the game. But when I went to play the standalone card game when it came out, I immediately fell off of it. I was like, this is not the same. Because <laughs> in the I game... I didn't buy the standalone. I was, well, I was worried about that. I was like, I think I'm just going to like it in the game. Yeah, the thing about the in-game version is it, it's PvE-centric, or it's CPU versus CPU-focused. Uh, like, that's the way it's designed. So you, the whole game, you're building up your deck, making it better and better, bigger numbers, um and going against stronger and stronger opponents so it's a it's it's an escalation in the game uh the standalone version is slightly different obviously because it has to be pvp focused and it didn't capture me the same way (laughs) because of the lack of that escalation which is necessary but not the same for sure but yeah that was the only issue i really had with it uh i will i'll probably give more on that at a later point uh, we've been playing Valheim still, uh, chugging through that. Uh, we just got, I think, to the Mistlands. Like, I think they just killed Yagluth last night. I think it's kind of debatable but, who all has killed Yagluth so, so far, but I think yeah. so, I think I mean, we can definitely a lot, say there's confusion. A lot, definitely a lot of confusion. Uh, maybe there's some <laughs> lying and gaslighting going around, but oh, uh, there may be a complete deceiver in our midst. Uh, what? <laughs> it, it it's just really hard to tell right now, Greg. That's all right. That's, I got gotcha. you, Greg. If you wanted to get into it, we could get into it, but it's gonna take a little bit. And at yeah. the end of the is day, this from, I don't think I was gonna... like, is this from yesterday when with the uh, you guys think uh, trolling Andy, thinking you killed Yaglu? This goes beyond yesterday. Uh, you know, I, I'm just I'm a, <laughs> I don't know, Greg. Ask me well, to cut this out. And I'm gonna, you know, for, I'm gonna post for, something for the... in the. And for record, I don't think they killed Yagluth. At least not before I, I killed Yagluth with I'm them. You know what I mean? I'm going to post something in the Broken Campfire Discord. I want everyone to look at here. Alright. Hmm. Oh, while he's posting that, um, I, I like that game a lot. I like building in that game. It's it's nice. It's relaxing. Except when Great Wars, you know, throw rocks at me. Harass me. Yeah, when they start swarming and jeering. Yeah, when they start going, ugh! They throw a little rock in my head. Um, now, Exhibit A, I posted a oh, screenshot. This is the evidence that really bothers me. What is that? It really bothers everybody. Posted a screenshot into uh, the Broken Campfire podcast. It's a screenshot of me going over to Greg's uh, remains. And, you know, I, I was just a little curious. I wanted what to see what was on my bud. I look on there and Whoa. he's got a wisp. I'm like, what's a wisp? So yeah, I, I don't know up. what a wisp is. Yeah. Oh, you don't know what a wisp is, folks. Apparently, <laughs> really you only get the wisp after you beat Yagluth. So it comes to the conclusion guys, that Greg had to. Do you got hold on, hold on now. Do you Greg guys had think to beat Yagluth by himself? <laughs> I don't know how he did it. Well, perhaps so you guys. There's there's some other theory. Perhaps including in their front of our that I you could have had an accomplice. We don't know who it is. Anyway, so Greg would Greg would go so far as to kill Yagluth and not, and not hide, and just hide it. Oh my god! And just hide you it. You know what? Was, I actually like really that. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna confirm right here, right now. I single handedly killed Yagluth with with the equipment you see <laughs> on me right now. Nice. 
and the uh, and the food. And John, you know that's not true because see, you know that, I don't take just, care of myself. I die instantly. That just, see, that just makes yeah. sense. It just makes sense, Greg, because uh, yesterday when I got on ready to kill Yagos, I asked the guys if they already did it. Um, and everybody, you know, they told me they didn't, even though I kept seeing obvious signs that Yagloth was dead. So, you know, it all, it all fits into a picture now. And we were wondering what about the signs, too. So we were like, what's going on with that? Why? Why? You know? why who killed Yagloth, right? Like, whoa. Wait, so did you... Hold on, because yeah, you can't cut this fast. But did you guys really think I killed him yesterday? Is that what you were... To, the no. meme was? Oh. Me, all, all, no, no, all, no, no, no. Okay, so... Okay, I was... Like... They, 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 were, they were trolling me by saying they didn't kill Yaglu. Well, that's what I was... What actually I happened like, is t two days ago, so the day before yesterday, you know, we, we were going to... Yeah, I remember that. And on. then Zach didn't get on. I was like, all right, I'm just going to go to bed. But then at like fucking 1 a.m., Zach just popped on. We we're like, all right, whatever, let's go kill Yagluth. So we did. But then we planted that evidence on your body to oh. frame you. Everyone found out. I was like, wait, a wisp? When, what the fuck is that, dude? I didn't have that on my corpse. Yeah. Uh, you then, got you me. Know, obviously, you I got me. Off of you afterwards. I was like, wow. Nah, that's funny. That's very funny. Flash, good flash, flash, you can flash, maybe keep cut that out. That, yeah, cut, cut that out. All right. Don't spoil the magic. Or whatever you, yeah, whatever you want. That's, I don't know. Whatever you want. You, think it's good you guys could have kept I'll that see. going, and I would have gotten really mad. I'd be like, you know it wasn't me. I don't take care of myself. <laughs> I don't eat food in that game. I live on strictly... But the wisp is on <laughs> yeah. Greg. I've There's got, no way to discover. I don't know what that is. Maybe one, maybe one of Kurt's fucking ballistas shot that into me. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. No, I am... You know what's funny, though? Uh, speaking of the blisters, this last thing, when I was running out to put that wisp on you, he didn't tell me about the blisters, and I almost died there, because they, they let fire on me. Oh my god. Was in your inventory. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, on a coherent thread, though, yeah, I've been playing a lot of Valheim a lot, too. Been doing a lot of building, more than I've ever done before. Pretty happy with what I got. Uh, yeah, we just killed Yagluth. Yeah, I gotta kill... So I guess uh, we're ready to enter the Mislanes. I actually have to kill Yagluth still, and get one of those Wisps or whatever it does. So uh, we can kill Yagluth if you want. Not, you know, more power to you. You don't need to, because we can get you more of that item. Oh, then yeah, fine, that's whatever. I've never... Uh, basically, okay. I've never killed Yagluth, like, even when we originally played oh, this. we should definitely kill him, then. Well, we'll bring Alex, yeah, we'll kill him. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> Alex... We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll I, I kind of guessed that Alex or a mix of Alex and Kurt would uh, destroy him. Any mere, so we played like, mere fool. We killed Yago. We killed Yago twice last night, and the reason why is because the first time Alex had a little class mod on, lets him do some magic power, and he has an ability that he, if he, uh, the longer he charges up, the more damage he does, and so he charges up for like five is that minutes meteor or whatever. Thing? Yeah. Wow, yeah. My that's God. pretty funny. Uh, almost like one shot Yagloof. That's cool. uh, but also, uh, so Kurt has he's a he's a monk class in this mod, and I am ninety nine percent sure that he has like jacked up the damage that the kick does. He never ever uses it until we're about to beat Yagluth, and he, he goes, "I got him!" and then he instantly <laughs> dies. <laughs> I just see his character the, the character really just flies sideways like he's doing a flying kick. Kurt's got some hidden jutsu, dude. <laughs> Oh my god. Axel got me good when he was standing next to me, then all of a sudden I heard the crit noise and he jumped away. I was like, what the fuck? 
Yeah, it's gotten to the point where, and it's a slippery slope. You know, at first we had no mods or no like gameplay kind of mods. You know, mostly it's quality of life. And then we slowly got kind of weak uh, gameplay mods in these classes. They weren't that powerful. But now we're at the point where people are messing with the config files. Yeah, you guys are getting too crazy. Can fly. He flew. I don't know exactly how his power works, but he ended up flying so fast that he could not stop himself. And he actually went, I watched his little thing, he went halfway across the map. It was insane. There was uh, a point at which when I'm playing multiplayer games, or, or games that require like a, a very uh, complicated progression like, like Valheim does, where if I'm playing it with mods, there's like a, a, a hard-to-define sort of line or point at which it becomes too much, and it kind of kills my enthusiasm. For playing, I, the, I think like, the class mods are 100 yeah. crossed out. I think the class. I, I don't care that you guys are playing them, but for me, the class mods do kind of cross that line. No, um, I mean the use. Like here, I'm opening my thing up right now. Like, like at that point, my I, I'm not saying it's not fun, but at that point, my fun is more about the class mod and not about the new content they added. You know what right. I mean? All my yeah. things are well, like I nice think... quality of life ones. I, again, no judging. I don't mind at all. You guys are using it, but I I'm, might hold off a little bit longer on the class mod. Right, but I, but I do think that well, the one we previously were were insane and overpowered. I think the ones they downloaded now, the uh, legends or whatever, Valheim legends, the defaults are very reasonable. I'm a priest; the only thing I can do is heal, and when I do the heal, I heal for like ten health, and then I have like a minute cooldown. You know, so it's not nothing insane, but uh, yeah, obviously you can go in the config files, and I could put it to heal you know ten thousand health and cool down <laughs> one one second if I wanted. Uh, which has some temptation. It's just too much for some people, you know? Yeah. For some. For some. But I agree there. Yeah, there is a very fine line. Like, if, you know, if there was ever, like, uh, I don't know, a mod that just, like, I don't know, like, you could increase the amount, like, hey, you, you broke this one uh, vein of coal or iron or whatever, and it gave you 500. I was like, I don't want to do that. Like, I'll still collect the stuff and, you know, in the right amount and build the stuff in the right amount. Right. It's right. it's like the it's like the point at which you go from uh living in a uh very advanced society and being and being uh having all these like ease of use and quality of life things to being like the humans from Wally where you're just yeah, <laughs> riding around monster. in a chair, fat obese monster. Just like being metal having teleporters. A... I feel like yeah. that's a line for me. I like I would never use that one. I feel yeah, like that, the one mod line. that I definitely want is like a tombstone or something where I could just grab my dead body so I don't have to... There is one like that. I don't really have it on, but I, I think Knox uh, yeah. will use that. Yeah, it's that a one I don't really care build. about. I, mean, I could take it with I'm not... Build. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, it's uh, that's Valheim. Cool game, cool game. Still having um, a good time. Cool game. Yeah. I, mean, I, ha I have some gripes. Um, yeah, know. we can get into it. Yeah, get, get into some gripes. Well, what, what are your uh, mostly the small groups are just like the progression things like um you know we small spoilers i guess we we found out that after you defeat yagluth which is the you know currently the, the penultimate boss um it unlocks the ability to buy eggs from from the dwarf from the trader oh yeah and it's like how much of those why did i have to wait until the nearest of end game to to get eggs like, it's just, it's weird progression stuff like that, or just like, you know, even building, earlier, right? 
a building with stone, like you, uh, yeah. you need a stone cutter, make any kind of stone piece. And it's like, you don't get that until, you know, you're around the iron age. By then you've already got so much like built, you know, like why not just give me like a level of like shitty looking cobblestone or maybe even just cobblestone that, you know, whatever, keep the same look, but it costs more. You don't have the stone cutter. And then after you get the stone cutter and then it's more efficient. Cause it's like, I've already built my base up. You want me to tear the entire thing down to incorporate or, like, you know, stone or like something enough? like, like a system that RimWorld kind of uses where you could build your house with shitty stone, like you're saying, and then unlock the ability to smooth the stone later. Right, so yeah, nice. even that, even that, yeah. Uh, but no, I, mean, I feel I'm you. I mean, like I've, I've enjoyed the process of, as I unlock more building items, like basically rebuilding my base or adding on to my base, but it does... It's a very tedious process, you know what I mean? Like, it's something I can only do, like, because I was looking for a game that was just more or less mindless, mind-numbing, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. In general, this is a great survival game in general, and Valheim's a very good one of those. I feel like the game, and I'm on my third time going through it, right? I feel like the game's uh, a little too grindy at the end of the day. Like, it, it kind of is annoying going from, like, copper to iron. Kind of gets quicker after iron, the Iron Age, but. Oh, yeah, kind of. I don't know. That part I didn't mind. But I, you know, there's, there's, there's two thoughts about it, you know, because we're kind of playing slightly. I am supporting games. three people who I was gonna are, say, you know, not yeah, necessarily you, pulling their weight all the time. I say you do have a crew, which could mean that you're getting three times of stuff, but also it could just mean you're getting three times I, stuff yeah. for, you know, the people. Yeah. No, well, me, I just got to go out. If I go out in one boatload, come back, I'm pretty much set for, like, that, you know, class of armor, not including upgrades. Uh, but I could definitely see what you're saying. I would be, you know, I guess I'm kind of forward-thinking, too, about them adding two full new biomes on top of this, plus uh, the ocean. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of sure. feel like at the end, at the end of it, you kind of mentioned this last night. I think I kind of feel like at the end of all of development, they're going to have to do a huge pass through and be like, "I okay, really we hope we, do. we really need to cut the cost of like everything bronze in half to get people to go through that faster, something like that." You know what I mean? That'd be nice. Yeah, we're even in the Mistlands. You know, there's two new workbenches, and I think they both have at least one add-on to them. Um, and it's like, fuck, dude. My island's not big enough to hold all this stuff. I didn't you just make like a smaller add-on that could have been put onto the forge? I don't know that that one's argue. Yeah, like an people, like an upgrade like, like an upgrade to your workbench or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, you could make an upgrade that like, like it could be a cool looking workbench that does everything a workbench does, and then also the new stuff. You know what I mean? Right. They didn't have to make it a separate crafting menu. That's yeah. one. You know, now you got me going. I'm and I'm not trying to hate too much, but. The game's got a lot of different crafting menus, and it gets a little tedious sometimes. Like, oh, do I build this at the forge? Do I build this at the workbench? Do I build this at the cauldron? I guess that one's kind of rare, but do you build it you with just a hammer? Or do you, yeah, right. Like, I had that last night. Like something I didn't expect. I had to just build with a hammer. That was crazy. Um, the artisan table is like fucking. It, it's like the coolest looking bench. It's like fucking. It's I was like, useless. it's fucking you useless. Build, you like three like, things yeah, on there. One or two yeah. things. What the hell? I was shocked that the magic stuff wasn't built on that table. Like it looked like a magic table. Right. Like I know the game's not over. You know stuff can get added, but 
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm I not, feel I'm like... not hating too hard. I, I I've spent so much of my life in this game this last month. Oh yeah, not... yeah. Full disclosure, I got like 500 hours. Not in like the last but two weeks. The, but overall, the, the nitpick corner. I think yeah. that like by the end of this like game when it's like going to be fully released, they're going to probably do a lot of like fixes with that stuff, and like they'll end up like fine tuning all that. That's just what I I don't know. I think. No, nah, but I mean, Valheim good, right? I mean, overall, yeah, Valheim yeah, really there's good. There's some issues, I mean, but I'm yeah, still enjoying. I'm still definitely, play after uh, this. definitely good. Maybe it's on just... the next episode, we'll have uh, spoilery mistland takes. Part the mists. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Uh and the last thing I want to talk about uh, is World of Warcraft. Uh, <laughs> we are uh, three weeks into the expansion of Dragonflight. Uh, it's pretty good. I, I I think so far it's been uh it's been a, a very shocking uh surprise. Uh, but I, what I wanted to talk about, I wasn't gonna bring it up in the news, but whatever. Um, so Blizzard, a few things have happened. Uh, recently, I believe last week they rehired uh Chris Metzen, who was uh one of the uh, uh, yes. one of the like uh base uh what do hickeys uh. Basically, was there. He was like at the ground floor for World of Warcraft. One of the founders. Yeah, thank you. I was like, uh, you know, the thing. Uh, but yeah, so he came back, which a lot of people were like, "Whoa, that's crazy. That's cool." Uh, and then Blizzard started releasing uh, like stuff for like their new patches, like the the next stuff that's going to be coming out in like the next few weeks. Uh, one thing that a lot of people are excited about is this thing, this new thing called a a trading post, which uh. Basically, the the best way I can like easily describe it is it's like a battle pass where every month you get like a bunch of missions and you can like get a bunch of like uh, cosmetics and whatnot. You don't put real money into it like a real battle pass, like oh the premium and whatnot. But it's got like uh the same the same setup or I guess like uh uh basically quests you you, tr- you do quests or missions or whatever you get points you use those points to buy stuff at the trading post. And uh, okay. they're basically a bunch of uh, like all these new fancy items that people have been like the 3D modeled like clothes, like uh, NPC outfits. Uh, they added little ogre kids uh, that you could buy, which was weird. You could buy children? You can buy little ogre kids, which is really crazy. Uh, but so there's like um, like a bunch of appearances from like uh, items that were like in the game files, but were never used like from like wrath and a bunch of old expansions they're adding them to this uh this trading post it's very cool uh but in uh like the main thing i want to talk about was they just released their roadmap for 2023 and they plan six content updates for wow for this year that's crazy dude that's a uh yeah it seems like a lot yeah usually it's like we get like one or two a year so we'll see. And these are not Ooh. like expansions. These are just these are like... yeah. So Dragonflight is the expansion, and then they have uh these things called patches, which basically add like uh new content and whatnot to the game. Like uh right. like an add-on or whatever. Uh, okay. so in the winter, uh which is coming up, they're adding like uh some random uh like the trading post, uh uh new missions and whatnot. Uh, but one of the crazy things that people mentioned was uh, in spring, 
they're finally adding human and orc uh, heritage armor to the game, finally. So heritage armor was, or they were added in uh, Battle for Azeroth, which is two expansions ago. Um, they are basically the armor that your race, uh, it's like your your race's armor set, basically. Like, it is unique to them. They are the only ones that can wear it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and only a few characters have it. Um, I believe uh, the allied races have them, which are uh, like Nightborn, uh, Lifeforge, Rainai, all, all the fancy dudes. Uh, but I believe... Let me see. Let me just look it up real quick. Yes. So with 8.1, which was many like a, a couple of years ago uh they did dwarves and blood elves uh and that was it they were like yeah we'll do more at a later time and then we didn't hear anything about it for the rest of bfa and the entirety of shadowlands and they just like it just disappeared everyone was like oh, are you guys gonna keep doing these and they were like no never answered it nothing so people were very surprised that they uh they're actually doing these and they're actually uh finishing them Chris Metzen gave him a kick in the seat of the pants. Dude, now it's... they're going to make good games. <laughs> I know, maybe. So, I'm, I'll be that guy and ask, is, you, do you really think this is going to move the needle, or do you, is this a desperate like, rehire? Um, to, be, for, to be real, uh, I think it's, it's cool, like, it's good, uh, but it is also Blizzard, and... Um, who knows, man? I mean, I've I really like what they've done. The la- the last uh, couple weeks have been uh very shocking. I think even you've seen in the Discord, like uh Alex, uh Eric, we've been just like, why the fuck is this game like really good? What the hell's going on? This is shouldn't be this good. This should I shouldn't be having this much fun. And uh well, I think I feel like that's like the general uh consensus. Like I see that on like Reddit also, like the WoW subreddit, where people yeah. are like Oh yeah, I'm just gonna play it a little bit and then I'll go back to classic. And they just hang out and they're just like, "Wow, this is great! What the hell?" So I have a very random, quick two part question. One one part is when you're flying around in your dragon, yeah, uh, can you fly like out of the boundaries of the area you're in into the next area? Like, can you just yeah. fly over the entirety of Azeroth? If you uh, want. So the map no is zones. so kind of. Uh, you can only do dragon riding right now in the dragon isles. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Let me. I'm gonna. Let me just grab a map real quick. I'm sorry. Well, the second part of my question, while you pull that up, is uh, when when uh this season comes around, did they add like snow to the map? Uh no, that would be cool. No, okay. Yeah, that, that would be because cool. I was thinking are, it would be cool to like there are just fly over Azeroth on your dragon. With snow falling down and seeing the uh, lights there are of parts the of the map below. that are uh, that have snow on them, but uh, okay. so this is the map of the Dragon Isles, which is the new expansion. This is the only place you can uh, you can fly around in with Dragon Ride. Right, it's for, its this, own for the time being. Place. Yes. Okay. So basically, each expansion is separated into like their own maps. Uh, then you have the base game, which is um, or base vanilla, which is the Eastern Kingdoms and Kalmandor. Uh, those areas, you can basically fly to each zone, whatever, uh, no loading what, or anything like that. Uh, the only time it'll load is when you're going from, like, to basically to a different continent. Uh, but, right. but each continent is set up of different zones, and you go there. Uh, you can totally just, uh, fly out, or, t- like, to any of those zones, uh, like, um, 
the waking shores you can go from there and go to the azure span uh and there's no loading time in between it the only place well, we can't cool. get to at the moment is the forbidden reach uh we're just not allowed there we get kicked out well, it's for it's forbidden it is forbidden <laughs> I, I don't know what you want me to say there it's there forbidden. is a storm there that kicks you out and uh throws you out of the area so you're not right. allowed there uh but yeah i've been having a lot of fun man i'm very happy i'm i'm very happy with how the game has been i cool. i really hope That's it good. keeps i really hope it keeps the speed and uh they keep doing good and i hope ga- uh wow redeems itself and doesn't this doesn't just blow up in my face and a few months later i'm like this fucking sucks of course it will. We shall see, shouldn't we? We shall that, see. That's the, that's the saga, the one the listeners pay attention to on the Rogue uh, Camp. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. <clears throat> all right. Great. Well, with Flask nailed in the head and Greg Warcrafted <coughs> out, let's uh, go ahead and take a little break. Let's break it up. Break it up, y'all. Break, break it up. Get down again. Oh, uh, real quick, uh, John, uh, just so you know, they're adding flails to WoW before Mordhau did. <laughs> are those the baby uh, ogres? Yeah, a little baby ogre. You can buy them, huh? You can buy them. There's a little that one, there's a little purple one. Do they one. follow you around? Yeah, they're like little battle pets. I have John as a battle okay. pet. Oh, do they fight? Or do yeah, they... they okay, fight. that's cool. You can make... You can buy... Children and make them fight for you. Yeah, I, see. I own I think like two kids in the game, but they don't fight. They're <laughs> they're, uh, they're they're non combat non combatants. Oh, that's that's good then. But I do I feel like these little ogre kids will fight because you know they're ogres. Uh huh. They're racially predisposed. They're racially aggressive. <laughs> All right, everybody. Now it's time for the best games of. 2022, chosen by the NPR. We have Weird West, Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope, AI, The Somnium Files, Elden Ring, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge, The Case of the Golden Idol, Neon White, Return to Monkey Island, God of War, Ragnarok, Harvest Stella, Marvel Snap, The Quarry, Splatoon 3, Pentiment, Plague Tale, Requiem, Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, Gran Turismo 7, Stray, Power Watch Simulator, Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin, Jack Move, The Callisto Protocol, Dragon Strategy, There Was a Teenage Exocolonist, Cult of the Lamb, Aperture Death Job, Tiny Kin, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga, Vampire Survivors, Horizon Forbidden West, Soul Hackers 2. Destiny 2. The Witch Queen. I think that game sucked, Soul Hackers. <laughs> uh, well, NPR disagrees, alright? It's on their list of best games uh-huh. of 2022. 
Wait, this is real? Ollie Ollie World. <laughs> Bayonetta 3. Nobody Saves the World. Sifu. Strange Horticulture. King of Fighters. 15. I thought you were just looking at, like, 2022 <laughs> in gaming, and you were just listing Yeah, right? Games. No, this, 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 this list is like, all right, everybody who works at NPR, who can name a game that came out this year and write a little thing about it? <laughs> Crisis Core. Final Fantasy VII Reunion. Uh, flash, and this far down, Immortality. <laughs> <laughs> Knock. Cut to man engaged, and she's looking confused. Commander Legends, Battle for Baldur's Gate. Come on. What the fuck is that? Oh, it's a tabletop game. All right, whatever. Card Shark. Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Marvel's Midnight Suns. And yes, the final game on NPR's Best Games of 2022 is, of course, Lost Ark. Yeah, no wonder why. Is that list of use to anyone on the face of this earth? Yeah, right? 60 games. Now, to be fair, they there are lists at the top. You can index it by a couple tags in your preferred platform. So let's say That's nice. I want to know what were good RPGs that came out this year on PC. Uh, only 12 games on that list. So, you know, that's a little, a little bit of credit to them. Yeah. Okay, welcome back, everybody. We're going to jump right into it. John, what gifts do you have Ew. put under the Broken Campfire tree this year? Like animated? Uh, well, you know, you, we talked about Valheim. We got that out of the way. Uh, I did play a little game, and it is taking over Xbox Game Pass right now. Indeed. Co according to my correspondent veto, I on life. Uh, and I beat it. Whoa. Uh, and it's alright. <laughs> Does it deserve to be, like, so popular right now? Uh, I mean, I think it appeals to an extremely wide audience. So okay, broad. Okay, me. okay. I also, I haven't seen this, but I thought I read that it was literally advertised on Rick and Morty. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I mean, I would. I, I really. This game is as close as you could get, and I. I mean, this with no like exaggeration, as close as you could get to making a Rick and Morty game without like having to use their license and, or putting those characters in, and putting those characters in, um, and and take that for whatever. I'm not saying it's a bad thing or a good thing. It's just I mean, if you like that, there you go, game. Uh. The you know the other hook of the game besides I guess the comedy is the the, the guns the talking guns um, they each kind of have unique oh, abilities. Oh, Tim Robinson's There's, a gun. That's funny. He is a gun. You don't get him till later, and I I was kind of disappointed because I really you know I really I think he's funny. I think they used him as much as they could have, or didn't let him go as crazy as he I know he could have. Man, what if you dislike the gun but like the person performing the gun? <laughs> like you don't want to use it as part of your arsenal. Well, luckily, I did not run into that problem. Uh, okay. For the guns, I mean, they're they're pretty varied. I mean, they're nothing like crazy. There's you know a shotgun, a needler, like a, a like a little mini. Like I don't even know what to call it. Shoot robot gun, like a shoot minion gun. You know. Let me ask you sure. this. Uh, then just like a normal handgun. Did you sit down 
and watch uh, Demon Wind <laughs> with the Red Letter Media commentary? I did, actually. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I think I'm going to do that when I play the game. I don't think you can find that on uh, YouTube or anything. It's pretty funny. Yeah, so like I said, I mean, it's uh, Rick and Morty Heater, Justin Roiland writing it. So, you know, some of the bits, uh, at least this is my personal experience, you know, some of the bits landed, uh, a lot of them didn't, and then some of them really landed. They, had, they really did have some cool stuff in there, like the the movie theater thing you were saying, uh, and a bunch of other stuff that I just don't want to spoil. I saw the, um, the co-creator, uh, Zach Hadle, of, uh, Smi- the co-creator of uh, Smiling Friends, he does a bunch of voices in that game, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, they got a bunch of people. Yeah, well, yeah, both of the people from Smiling Friends. Oh, they have uh, cool. Joe, Joe, Joel Javier, Javier. He does, he does a couple of voices. Oh, uh, oh, yeah, Javier. Uh, and I'm sure there's some people I didn't even like recognize that were in there. like a that all know each other. Yeah. Including the Red Letter Mini people. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's <laughs> a pretty funny game. As far as, like, the combat and, like, the, you know, gameplay goes, uh, the shootings, I mean, it's nothing standout. It's pretty standard. Kind of reminds me of Bullet Storm, like encourage you to like send enemies up in the air and then like shoot them while they're like juggled. Right. Um, hmm. Maybe it's serviceable. There's no point where I was like, oh, it sucks." Um, Probably the most negative commentary I've seen is a lot of people were saying that it seemed like uh, the combat and the bits were getting kind of old by the end. Like they were expecting this to be like a four-hour game, but it's not. It's like an eight to eight to ten-hour game. Yeah, no, it's pretty long, and it's even longer if you, you know, can kind of explore these areas. And one thing, it's a real, I don't know, it's a real video game type video game, you know, where there's these, like, uh, literally aliens, but for, for, you know, video game purposes, there are chests that you can break open. And there's, you know, tons of them hidden throughout the level, and there's tons you're going to see um, in earlier levels that you just don't have the ability to get to because you don't have, like, a certain, you know, power-up or whatever. You know, there's tons of exploring, and, like, some of them are, are pretty obscure. It's not just, like, oh, walk down the path, and you'll see mm-hmm. them. Some of them, you gotta, like, oh, is this out of bounds, or is this, like, an area where it wants me right. to know? Um, that was cool stuff like that. Um, oh, overall, I give it one thumbs up, and one thumb, uh, like, 40% to the left. You know, even knowing it has the Justin Roiland appeal, um, people love his shit. Um, I was going to get to this in the news. I might as well bring it up now. We kind of alluded to it. The game has surpassed Minecraft and Forza to top the chart as the most popular game on the Xbox Game Pass. That is a, that that seems Pretty like wild. insane to me. Are you powering okay. up? That is pretty crazy. That was bad. I was powering up. Uh, well, you know, play it for yourself and decide whether, uh, well, you know, add to those numbers and then decide whether or not, uh, then is, is, yeah. you know, good to add to them. I guess they got the Ricky Morty audience. I mean, yeah. I still watch Rick and Morty, but I was like, okay, I'll play it sometime. <laughs> you will play I mean, it. I mean, I don't have a, any hate for Rick and Morty other than the fans are kind of cringe sometimes, but, uh, I haven't seen, yeah. the, I haven't seen the latest season. I heard it was good. Yeah, it's, it's still, you know. Entertaining enough. Yeah. Yeah. And then in viewing news, I watched turned on a little old HBO Max oh. yesterday. Oh. And it was empty. I th- I thought it was gonna be empty. I said, What am I doing this? I seen Black Adam. Oh. <laughs> I got about halfway through that and quit. 
you made it all the way through. Here's Dwayne, yeah, here's the thing, that right? has Dwayne the Rock Johnson as, as Black Adam. As Dwayne the Rock Johnson, I think that because you know afterwards I started reading about like the characters. I didn't know. I don't know. I mean, I knew the the barest of minimal about. I don't even know if their name is actually the Justice Society in the comics. Yeah, yeah. you know, I've seen I've seen Doctor Fate. And I've, I don't actually. I didn't know if that wind wind girl is real. She is, but she's more obscure than the other members sure. of the team. Right. Anyway, I've heard, you know, heard the, obviously heard Hawkman, um, but very, very super limited knowledge. Watching the movie, I thought they were the coolest part highlighted by far. And then look at the reviews, everyone hated Dr. Fate because that didn't make sense, him taking off his helmet every now and you know, or not even every now and then, just ever. Uh, so I, I had the the... The dome of of uh, ignorance around me, and I sure. think it helped me enjoy the movie more. Not that I would even say it was good. Well, that's good though. Uh, I find that that happens sometimes, and that's that's all right. That's that's good to happen to. How do you subjectively, uh, you know, feel about Dwayne Johnson as a superhero? I. Well, first of all, <laughs> you fucking idiot! I don't know. You probably didn't see the movie because you wouldn't say that. He's not a superhero. <laughs> he's ins- extremely ex- insistent that he is not. A All right, hero. And he says that a lot. <laughs> he says it a lot. <laughs> she, well, John, it's on my round table. Oh. I didn't quite to see the movie. Jesus. You try to claim it that it's not true. Uh, so he's not a hero. All right, a champion, sorta. Yeah, what does it even mean? Uh, I don't know, man. It was fine. Like, it was like a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour movie, I think. I don't know, whatever. They could have cut a half-hour out of it easy. Uh, Like I said, I, I enjoyed the parts where the Justice Society, which I don't know if I explained it properly, a group of, uh, like, four heroes that were sent to basically capture Black Adam they just suddenly um, exist, and they decide to go fight Black Adam for uh, dubious I, is, reasons. <laughs> well, dubious reasons for sure. But the fact that they just happen to exist is actually one of the big pluses of the movie for me. Okay, I don't want. I mean, and obviously, you know, for certain things, for you know, for the Marvel's Avengers, obviously, you know, it worked, uh, and they kind of killed it halfway. But it could have worked for the Justice League. I get building up characters and having their meet up, but don't need that for everyone it's fine in this movie they throw in four characters at you they tell you almost bare minimum like where they came from or who they are and it just fucking works it's cool it's fine i didn't i wasn't like the whole movie wasn't like where's his helmet from you know it's like it's fine he's got a helmet it talks to him it's cool no Uh, so i like that and i like that they they i mean probably because the movie was loaded with so much stupid rock bullshit that they they didn't have any time for it but yeah they didn't waste any time yeah, going back and oh, this is why I do it. You know what I mean? It's like fine, they're just superheroes. Now, I think the movie would have been improved by being a Justice Society movie, focusing in more on them and having Black Adam be the anti-hero villain of the movie. I agree. <laughs> it I didn't need Rock to be a Black this Adam movie, movie, so I don't yeah. think that was going to happen. Oh no, it wasn't going to. But I'm, I'm saying, I 100 agree because objectively, any, yeah, anytime the Justice Society were on screen, I was like, oh, this is what I'm enjoying. And the rock would get on screen. I was like, oh, this is <laughs> not enjoying. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Man, the, the, the uh, DC, I, I'm just jumping around on Wikipedia while you're talking. Uh, the DCEU list of actors is 
pretty interesting. You know, you got Jason Momoa. You also got Ezra Miller. Uh, you got Will Smith. You got John Cena. You got Dwayne Johnson. It's a pretty interesting cast of characters. They are like the Bizarro Marvels. Uh, I mean, you know, just go on real quick. I didn't even like hate. I don't actually. I didn't. I didn't hate the the Rock as uh Black Adam. It was just all this stuff like around him. Yeah. You know, I, why do they have to have like a kid? Like a kid's trying to inspire him to be a hero when he's running around doing all this crazy shit. And it's like, I, I do not care about you, dude. Like, I don't yeah. give a fuck. It's just annoying that we have to sit, you get the kidnapped like three times and then we got to watch The Rock Savior at the last second. And then we've seen it already. And then they do it again and again. Get over it. Well, they recently, I, the, the latest news is that there's going to, as far as we know right now, there's not going to be a Black Adam 2. It's not on the slate. So, uh, and, and that uh, Dwayne Johnson was apparently, like, perhaps uh, fraudulent with the numbers that Black Adam made or something like that. I didn't look that far into it, but apparently there was some shenanigans going on there from his end. I mean, it wasn't bad enough where I was like, I wouldn't, I mean, I don't care. They're not doing a sequel. Does not, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. It wasn't bad enough for the thing not to see I'm like, really? Uh, right. I feel like, they, they, like I said, I did like some parts of the movie. But went on too long. And yeah, there was just this fucking constant, just like this this splitting hairs. I'm not a hero. I'm a champion. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, a, but a champion can be a hero. Uh, but you can't be a champion if you, uh, you're the rock. And it, just, it just goes in circles. And, and then it's... Very broad nothing. stroke sort of gesturing that you totally see Dwayne Johnson like mandating because that has to be like the point of his movie, you know, like, <laughs> like I want to make it very, very, very clear that I'm not a hero or a villain. I'm like in between. Black Adam or like get back at him. And then, you know, spoilers at the end, you know, mid mid credits, uh, Superman shows up. And, yes! And says, hey. Yeah, immediately made very funny yeah, by the latest news that Henry Cavill's not coming back. Oh, so we, we know go. Henry Cavill's not coming back. Yeah, oh, yeah. James Gunn is making a new Superman movie, and Henry Cavill is no longer coming back to reprise the role. Yeah, dude. He got like fucking owned. They, you see, was like, "Hey man, we're gonna, you're gonna do Superman again. You can quit the Witcher gig. You can quit the Witcher gig." And they're like, "Hey dude, you're not doing Superman no more." Wow. Don't worry. We have something Did you see what they were saying for him uh, about the, him uh, with the, the Witcher thing? What's that? I guess they were, uh, they were saying like he wanted to be. He was like super into it. Uh, like um, wanted to be a, like with a lot of the decisions because you know he plays video yeah. games and they don't know what the fuck's going on uh but i guess there was some lady i'm i'll look it up while uh you're continuing on but i guess she uh was just lying about a bunch of shit that he was doing and then uh she oh, was, i didn't like, hear about that backpedaling huh. well anyways the uh black adam um i mean if you're really looking for something to watch and uh <laughs> A guy named Dr. Faye. If you like, uh, fuck, what's his name? Pierce Brosnan? Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. Hey, Pierce Brosnan, you want to see what he's up to? He does a good job. I thought he did a good job with Dr. Faye, but I also don't know too much about him as a character. Yeah. He's one of those castings where it's like, yeah, that makes sense. You know, I, I want to see that. 
Um, but they didn't really have time to explore Dr. Fate as a character. Well, yeah, it's well, yeah, yeah, last thing. It's, it's one of those things where, uh, man, casting a big-time actor is, like, antithetical to the character because it, it always works. Like, I, as far as I understand, the actual Dr. Fate can't take the helmet off or won't, right? Well, it's it's, like, possessed by an ancient wizard spirit or something like that called Nabu. Right. And it okay. sort of possesses the wearer of the helm. It like chooses the person and then sort of becomes part of their psyche. So I think cer- there's been different Dr. Fates over the years, but I think certain ones like couldn't take it off, like you said, or felt like one with Nabu or, you know, there was different variations of that. Definitely. Yeah. But I mean, obviously it's a movie and they paid for the actor's face. So when they talk, you to see yeah. the actor's face, so it's like, so so. I wish they could just get fucking over that. I don't know. It just ruins so many things. I also did not like the effect they used for his voice when he was wearing the helmet. I wanted it to just sound like him, but slightly like metallicized. Instead, it was like this really weird resounding sound voice effect. I did yeah. not like that. Yeah. Oh, I think I they talk. deepened it. That was my that was my problem. <laughs> I talk, man. Is it his name? Hawkman? Yeah, the other the other Justice yeah. Society. His name? I mean, his superhero name is Hawkman, yeah. Oh, I would just, like, you know, give him generic now. I wasn't sure if that was his real name. Oh, no. That, just, yo, know. his superhero name is Hawkman, yeah. His, his, right. I thought this, he was cool. This guy is uh, Carter. Um, Carter Hall, I believe. I dug him. Uh, the other two superheroes are Doug Glass. That's fair. Anna Smasher and Cyclone. I mean, yeah, man, I keep going on. Last thing I want to say, I promise. <laughs> Turning big isn't that cool of a superpower. Yeah, I mean, he he's they make him a bumbler, which is always just kind of annoying. He doesn't do anything well, yeah, with it. Yeah, for sure. Like, okay. A person six foot tall, right? Even if you triple him, you know, 18, 18 feet tall, pretty, pretty giant, you know, like a bullet's still going to kill that guy. So you, whatever, even if you fucking go ahead and uh, quadruple that, like you're, you're, you're like a, your giant guy size, like a tank shot's still going to fuck you up, dude. Like, True. You're, you still got skin in there and you're just a huge target. Like, True. But don't worry, because your molecules are bigger, the tank shell just passes through you. Oh, <laughs> uh, of course, of course, of course. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Was Black Adam your last thing, John, or did you have more? Yeah, oh, yeah, that sorry, was, I was, sorry. I was a okay. little consumed in reading this gossip column on, Adam on Henry Cavill. This gossip rag. <laughs> yeah, I mean it. Whatever, I, I shouldn't say much. Who, who knows what's true and what's yeah, not? Yeah, it's yeah. I I doubt it's true at all. It reads a lot like he disagreed with a lot of people. Um, maybe he did that in a toxic way. We'll see. It's my turn. Well, I'm going to talk about Val. Ha- oh, never mind. We already talked about that. Uh, well, I'm going <laughs> to talk about book. Well, hang on. Flash already talked about books. <laughs> you can still talk about books. No, man. no, no. It's fine. Uh, though I did start All right, The City in the City. I haven't gotten very far into it, but I'm enjoying it so far. Oh, I need to read that. Yeah, no. It's a cool little. I do need to. Uh, murder mystery following a detective. Um, the hook of the book is that this mystery takes place in a city 
that seems to have another city inhabiting the same geographic location. And Classic problem. Sorry. And the citizens of either city are trained to basically ignore that there's something else there. Um, and there seems to be major consequences if you do what's called a break or a breach and, uh, you know, force the cities together. Hmm. It's hard to describe, but, you know. I like that premise. Yeah, no, it's a fun little premise. I've had it recommended I've a lot. I've been woefully um, underread on, yeah. I think it's, yeah. I think I've been it's woefully underread on China, China uh, Meville. China Meville, yeah. I think that this book was cited as a direct influence of Disco Elysium is why it ended up in my circle in the first place. Oh, sure. Uh, real video game news, though. I've been playing a lot of the December playtest for Dark and Darker. Ah, yes. And how dark have you gotten? I played some of that with you last night. Dude, I'm not going to lie. I was really busy this past weekend, but... I want to talk it up. Feels pretty weird to be good at a video game. Forgot what it was like <laughs> to just not be, like, you know, my normal, fairly average self. Like, I do fucking... I rock as a wizard, dude. I am, I am King Wizard. I've gotten pretty dark. You were doing well. I saw it. I witnessed the well-doing. Now, is the Wizard the most overpowered class in this playtest? And it's not even close? Yes. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> wizard can do everything. He can go invisible. He can make himself super strong. He can run away fast. You can do big AOE. Yeah. No, I'm enjoying it. Um, jokes aside, this playtest has woken me up more than the last playtest that, though I would probably pay $20 or $30 if this game went in early access today, it's really good that they're doing playtests because there's a lot of the game that's still fairly half-baked and unfinished. Um, but I'm still just really enjoying the course concept they have going down. I'm, I think I've kind of grown out of Battle Royales. And I was never interested in the Escape from Tarkov, Tarkov format. There's something about throwing some D&D in there that is really capturing my interest. Yeah, there's something, of, there's like some special sauce, you know? Yeah. <laughs> there's something about it. Yeah. The, I, you know, it's, it's multiplayer dungeon crawling, except there's other multiplayers out there. You know what I mean? Other mm -hmm. squads and multiplayer groups. And it does help that, you know, we we rarely get totally blasted. We kill a lot of people. Yeah, occasionally it does happen. But I really was enjoying, like, I, and last playtest as well, but, uh, you know, last night as well, really enjoying the dynamics you can create with your little D&D &D party. You yeah. Know, this, this very dynamic little grouping that supports each other nicely if you get the right, you know, classes and combination. And different classes can support each other. In different ways, you know, we were walking uh, last night. You as wizard, me as cleric, and Eric as uh, a ranger. Yeah, and so it was just like a really interesting thing. In it. I could like give you guys haste yeah. and ignite. So we were like a range focused uh, attack party, and I, me as the healer, back and and buffing you up. But also, we were like sort of a glass cannon in that we were really strong offensively. But if someone you know, took us from behind or got us unawares, we could go down pretty quickly. 
in close range, you know? So it was, inter- it was interesting. And I could see other yeah, theoretically that class combinations performing in different ways. Theoretically. <laughs> theoretically. <laughs> that yeah. could have happened. Yeah. It didn't, but it could have. Well, you know, you edit your memories each night when you go to sleep, so. <laughs> I sure do. And especially before I get on a podcast. Um, right. No, Dark and Dark are good. Really, other than that, like, my time has been consumed with work and um, Valheim. So I don't have anything else useful to add. Cool. News! Oh, news all of a sudden. Mike Flanagan and Trevor Macy are adapting The Dark Tower as a show for Amazon. Is <laughs> good or bad? Wow. Um, well, a show is definitely the correct vehicle to adapt The Dark Tower into a film media. Agreed. I don't know Mike Flanagan and Trevor Macy, so I don't I can't. I can't really oh, okay. comment much so, on that. Mike Flanagan is the guy behind. Uh, I mean, he got popular with uh, the Haunting of Hill House on Netflix, Haunting of Bly Manor, uh, Midnight Mass. He recently did uh, the Midnight Club. I think it was called. Okay. Um, so he's a popular like horror guy okay. these days. I personally like cannot stand his work anymore. Like I watched Haunting of Hill House and Midnight Mass, and I cannot stand his work. I, there's I something like about it I that I just seen. okay it it's he I feel he doesn't really get a lot of this, the stuff he's working with and god the fucking like unnatural pacing of conversations and like <laughs> I don't know there's just something about it that just grinds me yeah. and I, I can't stand it so I I am personally not enthused for this Dark Towers Trevor Macy I think produces all of his stuff. I think he's a producer mm-hmm. who produced all of the shows that Mike Flanagan worked on. Um, so probably it will be better. Uh, I shouldn't even say probably it will be better than the dark tower movie starring Idris Elba and Matthew McConaughey. But I am not like looking forward to Mike Flanagan's take, even though he's a self-professed big fan. Yeah, you you read all the Dark Tower books, whereas I did not finish the entire series. I finished the entire series as a kid. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think the books, you know, if I ignore all that about the showrunners, the books are set up. I think well to do something like one season a book, like as a I could see that somewhat anthology series. They all have totally self-contained stories as well that are continuing like, the main plot inside different locations that are fairly distinct from one another. So, you know, a show could be fun adapting it. I don't think it's an impossible thing to adapt. Uh, I do think it would no. probably be really hard to do right. It's like the first season, you would want to have it as in a season like entirely about pretty much three characters uh, in an, a mostly empty world. I don't know if they would have the balls to do something like that. You know what I mean? And, and to be yeah. fair, I don't know if that would even be good TV. I think it could be, but also the gunslinger. Yeah, you can see like the pulling of rings pages, of power. So the gunslinger is probably just going to be one right. episode. I, I could totally see them pulling a rings of power and introducing a bunch of OCs to the story to to pad out the time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what's next? Henry Cavill will star 
and executive produce in a Warhammer 40k film and TV franchise from Amazon Studios. I wonder what he would play in a, the 40k Maybe a universe. space marine I feel of like, some description? I don't know anybody who... Uh, I, I don't know Warhammer very well, but I remember somebody said that he's going to play the God Emperor. Like, I'm not saying somebody official said huh. that, but, like, I just saw that right. that was people saying that would be a good pick for him. We need I Alex on the pod. I think that guy just sits on a chair and doesn't move and yeah, hasn't moved like a thousand yeah, years or something. He just kind of sits there and does just does nothing. That well, seems like an easy role to play. I think he does psychic stuff, maybe, but yeah. He's just going to pop up in people's minds saying stuff. How do they know that the Emperor they could is go like, back still, to... like, a thinking being? Well, I think that... And like I said, I'm not an expert at all, but I think that is actually like a point of contention or like a point like <laughs> heretics bring up. Like, how the fuck do we know he's even like alive? He's even still. Well, he has there, a yeah. text to speech device. You see, yeah, it's faith, brother. Uh, I believe <laughs> he he wants to die. The emperor wants to die, and uh, like he'll be like reborn into like something else, like basically become God or something. And uh, he's being kept alive through 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 the. Through prayer. Right. So. And I think like thousands and thousands of sacrifices. Hey, but prayer. Really, that's the real, <laughs> that's the real heart and soul of this machine. Wouldn't there be a time from before he was, I think, it, was it like betrayal that put him in that state? Wouldn't there be a time like before that where he was active and running oh, about? And, yeah, I mean, yeah, oh, he was a guy once, as far as I know. So maybe Cavill could play Damper before he became a chair. Yeah, I mean, I guess I could do it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder how this would be. Because, uh, what was it, Amazon's Spring of Power? That wasn't that good, was it? Wasn't it? No, I, it was I never saw it. So, like, yeah, cool. I heard some things about it were good. Like, yeah, cool. Like, sure. I like Henry Cavill. Like the set designs and, you know, like the... I think you can, yeah, well, that's cool, but like, you know, character outfits. I was and like, whatnot. sure. You know, needs like a good story. I don't know. We'll get Alex on the pod and so ask him all about it. Appara- he'll, he'll apparently, he is going to be about. Apparently, though, he's not responsive. His mind still powers the, his mind still powers the faster than light system. And so he's like super important for trade. That's that's funny. So if he die, if he yeah, dies, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. that kind of makes sense. Like if he were to actually yeah, like die, the entire society would actually fall apart. Yeah, because nobody could get anywhere. It'd be like if they just deleted cars right. or something one day. <laughs> uh, John Carmack has left Meta. He was working on uh, VR hardware, uh, and he left a fairly um, divisive note. I would say for what. Well, you know, typically when you would leave a company, especially as like a high level director, creative type of role, you would say mostly glowing things. With his uh, exit letter, letter was pretty damning, but not toxic. I would say or poisonous. He's not blaming anybody mm-hmm. in particular, and his complaints are nothing about what you've heard about Meta uh, in the media in the last year or so. <clears throat> Rather, his complaints is that. Um, you know, obviously the Quest 2 is a good product and it's a successful product, but he's really bothered by the inefficiency of this huge tech company that could be doing things a lot better and a lot more efficiently if they were managing the resources together. 
it's a fairly common complaint, I think, among tech companies in general. But you know, um, this is hey, John. John. I am too, and I'm just some guy. <laughs> yeah, but this is John Carmack, who like, you know, video game legend. Um, yeah. He said, "If I'm trying to sway others, I would say that an org that has only known inefficiency is ill-prepared for the inevitable competition and/or belt tightening." But really, it is the more personal pain of seeing a 5% GPU utilization number in production. I am offended by it. Yikes. Yeah, he's just, obviously, he's not saying the Quest only uses 5% of the GPU. He's just saying as an analogy, he sees the, um, uh, I don't know, the, the production of work there to be somewhat analogous to, like, a program that's only using 5% of your GPU and runs poorly because of it. That's funny, like, I don't, I don't know how much the common man is going to, sorry, the common man who is already, like, upset about um, meta in general, you know, all their bullshit, mm -hmm. is going to care about, like, the efficiency of the corporation rather than their, like, their practices. I, I don't know, it's kind of a different angle than we've seen, like you said. Yeah, no, no, I, I see what you're saying. Uh, but people probably won't it's care about like this thing. in general. Um, I just care about this because John Carmack is like, you know, super, has been super formative for how PC games work in the first place. Yeah. Pioneering the first person shooter genre, really, and also just doing a lot of code work behind the scenes. And you might not have known that he was a huge role in the reason why Quest 2 is as good as it is at the price point it is. Oh, yeah. I still, you know, have to wonder how he feels about it all, though. You know, these years of, like, being being part of this company that people basically hate for good reason. <laughs> like, I, it's interesting that his parting words were not really about that, but that makes sense. You, I think you grow desensitized you know, to that internally, and rather yeah, your focus yeah. becomes on your team and your... Right. specific niche there which his niche was to like <clears throat> use a company that had a bigger budget than anybody else out there to try to make really cool vr hardware you know what i mean like he was basically mm -hmm. a very well paid uh toy maker at the world's biggest toy factory so yeah that's a good way to put it yeah like that's his focus he doesn't really care about the fact that the toy factory is employing slave labor or what, whatever, wherever the analogy would go from there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And also, he's not going to, like, go out burning bridges. Yeah. <laughs> you know? He even says in this thing That's, that he does that think that Meta is the best, com best VR company, or best poised VR company to make the, you know, accessible VR. Right, yeah. I guess that's true. Uh, Goat Simulator 3 released a trailer uh, that used GTA 6 leaked footage. Those guys are crazy as heck. <laughs> I, I didn't hear about this one. What is this? Uh, okay. Uh, I didn't actually see the trailer, but I think there's like one point where somebody in the trailer is like, um, here's something that we, like, it's like showing off like, oh, here's something that some NPCs can do. Like, and obviously like, 
jokey way, and then it just showed like leaked GTA Six footage. Okay, those rascals. Why? <laughs> I did. Hang on, I I just saw this. You guys got to see what they uh, posted on. I was like, did Twitter. they not like? This is what they posted on Twitter in response. You don't give a frick. Yeah. <laughs> for viewers at for listeners at home, it's uh, Ralphie, right, from The Simpsons, yeah. saying, Haha, I'm in danger. I'm in danger. I say that all the time when we're playing games myself. I love, I love how I, go, I scroll down <laughs> slightly and the first person is just being a fucking moron in the comments. Just immediately close it. What? On Twitter? On Twitter? On Twitter, you're saying? Someone's just talking out their ass? Uh, this is probably the biggest story tonight, in my opinion. Epic is to pay over half a billion dollars in fines um, over FTC claims that they played foul with unwanted charges and were reckless with children's data. Children's. Yeah, fuck them. Find them more. <laughs> Just keep going. Um, they will pay a $275 million monetary fine for violating the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act, COPPA, uh, which is the largest penalty ever obtained for violating an F FTC rule. As well, they are ordered to pay consumers back $245 million in refunds for tricking users into making unwanted charges. I love that these design tricks are called dark patterns. Yeah, illegal That's dark amazing. patterns. To dupe millions of players. Use dark patterns to trick users into making purchases. Wow. Was there something... Fortnite was, uh, there was something abuzz about Fortnite recently, wasn't there? Um, Fortnite Battle. Uh, I well, they're being forced to about... change, as a result of this, they're being forced to change default settings on accounts, privacy settings. <clears throat> uh, hmm. Specifically, I was scanning for it now, I found it earlier. Specifically, it's on the order of, like, they knew that children were going to be playing their games. In fact, they marketed directly to children, but they also um, have default settings uh, so that people are uh, in voice chat. And so the FTC argued that that obviously caused harm to children. Um, you know, a six-year-old joining a VoIP that might have a 25-year-old guy in it. But by default, right. like not something that now, they like enabled. Um, I agree with all this, but also... Watch your fucking kid. Why are you letting your six-year-old child well, that's true play too. online? Well, that's man? that's a lot of that's a lot of what this is, though. I mean, I get that, but like a lot of what this is is that they were intentionally preying on children, knowing that the parents weren't being informed. Like specifically, the reason mm -hmm. they yeah, without notifying their parents, while right? obtaining the parents' I, verifiable I, I am not for the company, and I agree. A cool, fine, good. This is also you, sh uh, the parents. Hey, watch your fucking kid. That too. Uh, yeah, I'm somewhere in the middle there, you know. You can, you can watch kids, you can't watch them all the time. I don't think these things are mutually exclusive. No, I think I mean, you should, should watch, watch your children, kid, but like, it's, but also Epic should be more responsible. It's, yes, it's kind of like, agree. It's yeah. kind of like thinking about the relationship, Greg, between, you know, a casino and a gambling addict. You know, I get it. Like, just don't blow your money. Also, those things are literally designed to trick your brain into wanting in that moment. Into like overriding your impulse control. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, I get. I guess you're right. You know, par- know par- parents a, are just people, me. dude. You can't. You can't always be watching. Like sometimes your kid's playing Fortnite, and like you know, whatever. You're just playing Fortnite. You don't necessarily notice that he's accidentally navigating a menu that allows him to make a purchase, or that he's giving away some of his data in some way. You know what I mean? I don't know. They're not necessarily in just, the room when I, somebody I like, like yells a slur at him or something. Uh, I was saying, I feel like when I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Never mind. Back <laughs> in you your epic. day. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was about to say, how many times were your parents there when you? Uh, I was gonna say those, my uh, parents. Well, that's uh, why Greg became yeah. the way he is today. I was gonna say, uh, like when you know, when I was a kid, uh, before you know, like online gaming was like super crazy. I was get my parents, uh, like watched when I was like you know six. Or a young age, they they were watching what games I was playing. They were like, "What?" Well, but I'm talking about uh, when we had some 360 avatar clothes and uh, people were sleeping right. up in clothes. I, and watching then. Oh uh, no, but I did. They did find out, and they respectively beat my ass. So <laughs> all right. So I'm um, I'm just saying, I don't see Xbox getting sued over my, that. My well, my mom had a, the, the very base attitude of. I don't care what he's playing, they're just video games. <laughs> dude, I yeah, all, I was fucking psychotic when I was a kid, dude. Psychopathic. Those fucking just when you uh, were a kid? Well, I'm talking about like where I <laughs> like, was just you know, like, like when he was thirty. Yeah, when no when I was Did like, Alright, dude, I'm not fu- are you fuck off, mate? <laughs> uh but yeah no when i was like all the avatar clothes i bought like all right so for people that don't know uh xbox 360 back in the day had these little avatar dudes and you could buy like little clothes for them for like five bucks or whatever and i bought so much f- i spent so- i wasted so much money on those fucking clothes it's crazy or should i say yeah, my avatar looked like my- carl yeah. force and i never changed it yeah, I wore like a different. I I took I took more better care of my avatar than uh I do myself. <laughs> and now you make no frivolous purchases whatsoever. But at least you don't make any frivolous purchases with your own money. Uh, but also, like, well, I mean, part of this is just inarguably bad. Like, they they allow children to just buy V Bucks without like any any uh um notification that i was charging Filter. their parents pre- credit card and their parents had no yeah. no way it's to stop crazy. it yeah. and no it doesn't end I mean, there not only would they do that but they then would play stupid games to make refunding it as hard as possible even to the point of like threatening people like if the mom just then put a charge back on her credit card they could potentially ban your account uh locking you out of all the content that you've purchased thus far yeah fuck that <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't remember made a Fortnite account, or I mean, I guess I haven't, whatever, recently. Uh, but, um, they re- yeah, they really should have, like, a under-18 account, and if you're in that, I and, you know, they never do this, but it's just the option to buy anything should be eliminated. Yeah. You shouldn't have that option. Yeah. Um, obviously, that's just... That's, you know, suspicious. that's using your brain, bud, and people don't like doing that. I, I I've seen it with my nephew. Like he's not so much anymore, but he used to be so fuck that's all he did was play Fortnite. And every time, you know, I would go over and hang out, he would ask for V Bucks and you know, it's like 
I would tell him, like, Caden, I'm not buying you $20 for skins. I'm not giving you $20 for skins. I'll give you $20 if you want to buy a new game. And, you know, he would never take it. Jeez. That's so crazy. 20 bucks would be a new game rental at Blockbuster. Dude, that's... That's I I went through I went through that whole story right. with him like dude, I've I've gone through that whole story like when I grew up like playing games is like you would play different games and like you know you part of the fun was trying all these different things. Uh, I never was like just playing the same game like that over and over and over. I guess kind of like a half truth because like when we were we were all young teens we. All we play with GTA Four. I was 4, like, but... uh, I was like, uh, GTA Four oh, is we like blood into my game brain. We kind of played together, but. You know, we played other stuff outside yeah. of that. But, you know, I know what you mean. Yeah, there, there weren't games as a service. You played the game, you beat it, you enjoyed the experience. You know, if you really liked it, you played yeah. it a few more times, found the secrets, and you moved on. Get a couple new games for Christmas, supplement with rentals throughout the year, you know. Absolutely. Now their glazed eyes are locked to TikTok and Fortnite. It's a shame, dude. What are you going to do? I, I know we sound like old men yelling at clouds, but... I wish that uh, kids today had the game experience we did, sort of. I mean, just the progression of experience from, like, you know, we all grew I up. I don't. Fuck them. They don't deserve it. We grew up with Super Nintendos <sighs> all the way through now. We have VR and PS5. We we, Dude, we, can, all, we can all remember, like, milestones along that way. It's just, I, I'm a tech mm. nerd, so I just really enjoy, like, knowing the history of that progression. You know what I mean? I wish. I was thinking about this uh, the, like the other day. Imagine if we were like we were when we were like 16 and we had like fucking Valheim to play. God. Imagine, dude. <laughs> Imagine. I, yeah, dude. Like the games like we're playing nowadays, I could not even comprehend playing half of this shit I know, when I was right? a kid. My little head would fucking have exploded. You, you remember like... This is just going on too long, but, like, you remember, like, just the experience no, right. of, like, I don't know, jumping against walls and terrain that you as an adult knows, like, it makes no sense there's a secret back there. But, you know, as mm -hmm. a kid, you just, the imagination goes wild. Like, it is a different kind of world where, like, like you said, a kid could be playing Valheim where, like, they really could just keep jumping. They really could just keep going. And Minecraft, <laughs> it's literally endless. They can, you know, to a kid's yeah. brain, you can do anything. Minecraft came out when I was like at the end of high school, yeah. or we were at the end of high school, and that was pretty fucking crazy. Like it did, if it came out like it is now, that would have been nuts. And I actually but, think Minecraft yeah. is good for kids to play. Like, you know, kids should be. Yeah, playing Minecraft. it's a great yeah. building game. It's fucking great for uh, what is it? Uh, like programming and whatnot. Programming, like, like just building, yeah, and like dude, you know, re resource management, creativity, creativity, creativity exactly. dude. Boom. So that's the broken campfire message tonight. Is that if you have a kid, have him play Minecraft. It's actually on the Xbox Stra give Game Pass. Him, give him Death Stranding. Have your six-year-old <laughs> son play God. Death Stranding. God. Every kid should play the longing. Yeah. <laughs> Teach you patience. If you can make it through the longing, you get to play other games. Have your yeah. infant child play the Callisto Protocol. <laughs> He'll enjoy it. I'm not sure what the value hey, of that would be, but yeah, kids it. play almost anything. Confront death at a young age. Almost anything yeah. except Fortnite. Mm. Okay. Yeah, anything in Fortnite. Last story anything of the evening. Gorilla is making some kind of online project set in the Horizon universe, which I know I'm not a PS PlayStation head. I just have to wonder why, because like that universe has always seemed like 
I don't know. I get, I, I get, gen- sorry, Gray, you, you, you might want to cover yours for this one. I get like generic Ubisoft open world vibes from like Horizon. Is it really like that? Uh, that cool. I'd agree world? with that. I really, I like it's the atmosphere. I, yeah, I like that the world of Horizon. I like robot dinosaurs, but like I only played that game for a little bit and I was like, whatever, dude. Just another game. Yeah, the first one was like, you know, not definitely not not like an ubisoft uh map exploring point collecting thing about like that type of game um and and not really didn't really excel in any particular area um but i could see them making like are they (laughs) sort of a monster hunter-esque game out of that universe oh i was gonna say are they gonna make like yeah, kind of game like that, but we make like you and your boys make like a tribe, and you're just in the Horizon world as this fucking like little tribe, and you wear the most ridiculous shit. Yeah, the craziest fucking <laughs> outfits with metal just pasted on. Yeah, this is my going out outfit. Yeah, these are my going out scrap. <laughs> but yeah, I could see just because like the the main gameplay loop is obviously fighting the. Robo dinos. So um I could definitely see them do just doing some kind of multiplayer thing online, maybe an MMO. Like I think maybe we heard rumblings of an MMO prior, but um yeah, I could see them doing like that Monster Hunter with their robo dinosaurs, you know, that kind of thing. A a group of people, hunters taking down creatures, big encounters, stuff like that, exploring the world. I don't know. Could be. Yeah. Could be cool. I didn't say cool. (laughs) I don't know. Hey, everybody. That's it. That's the news. That's the podcast. There's no veto here. You didn't miss anything. We don't have a veto roundtable for you. But if we did have a veto roundtable, it would probably go a little something... Like this. Uh, well, I played, uh, I played, uh, and that's about it, uh. Wow, Vito, thank you. That was such a great roundtable. Wow, that's interesting, Vito. That's really cool. Wow, my brain must have just fucking tuned out during the games because I didn't understand any of that. Nothing lost. I got it. It Yeah, I got it. How you... Pretty detailed, if you ask me. Be sure to let us know on the All email, right. Twitter, or whatever if if you got a listener. What you thought about it? Hey, with with that, everybody, when you're making trailers for video games, using GTA Six leaked footage may seem like a tempting idea, and in fact, it might even pay off. It'll be funny. It would be I'll funny. You'll get a lot of clicks. Well, not probably not anymore. Right? It's already been done. It's kind of. Actually, yeah, don't do it. It's kind of lame now. Like, go see me. I already did it. Well, yeah, you gotta, if you're gonna do something, you gotta do it first. Yes. You can't. Don't don't copy. So use an accidental time machine and go back and try it yourself and see what kind of reaction <laughs> you get. But don't go back too far. People in the 1950s won't really understand what you're talking about. What if you went back in time, <laughs> like to like the early 1900s, like 1910s or whatever? And you set up like a movie and you just play them like, I don't know, like you play them like a part of Horizon. Like I come from the, I come from, you know, 
Italy now, and this is what it looks like right now at this very moment, and you show them that. Would their fucking heads explode? How would they feel well, about Well, they that? ran away from the train, so I'm pretty sure they would just die on the spot. Hmm. Well, 1910 would be a, they're, they're not prepared. 1910 would be a bad year to go unless I had a quick escape route because it, within a few years I would be drafted for the war as a able-bodied male. Yeah, but I'd be like I'd be you'd be the guy who, you know, made the movies. Yeah, you're wearing your scrap outfit. They know you. Yeah. Oh, so I would be like an early communist, right? Like I'm like in the film art and stuff and well, another 40 or 50 years until uh, you know, I get hanged or something. No, you probably like yeah, some dude with like tuberculosis would like cough in your face. Hey, bud, want to see something yeah. funny? <laughs> oh fuck, you're, my immune system. Andy, the future man, would probably go down to TB. No, yeah, I mean I've got TB vaccine. I think right, you gotta get those. Yeah, <laughs> listeners, get get your okay. vaccines. All right, tuberculosis, MMR, shingles, shingles. Smallpox, um, uh, swamp, s- swamp legs, uh, s- s- uh, uh get swamp, <laughs> please get your swamp legs. Please. Zika, do they have that? Oh, no. Uh, uh, what is what is that? That sounds like uh, some weird alien disease. Zika, Zika was like, the uh, mosquito based yeah, got... virus that was going around. Yeah, I got Zika and it made me bioluminescent. It made your, uh, it gave your babies, uh, if you're pregnant, microencephaly. What is that? Small head. Yeah, I'm Small head? Oh. Small head. Well, no one fucking Small here head. got that. We know that for sure. <laughs> we got a lot of big heads here. You know what I'm saying? A lot of big heads. Oh. Good night, everybody.